The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. All right, welcome back to the Black Male Archives podcast. I am your host, Rodney Freeman. I am here with Kevin Stroder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We wanted to talk to you because you, you've been in nonprofit uh, leadership and management, and we kind of just want to pick your brain around your career and where you're at right now with the American Library Association as well. So um, can you tell the listeners where you're from and your, your background? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Kevin Strutter, and I am from originally Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I was born and raised. Uh, I currently reside in Chicago, Illinois, and I've been here for the past... Uh, 13 years. Um, um, My professional background and experience in the nonprofit or public sector uh, has been centered around um, working with young people in the city of Chicago, um, also within Wisconsin. Um, And essentially, I kind of like got my my feet wet in the sector with um, stepping into this experience that sort of like shifted my life, Um, my spirituality, kind of like my understanding of the world, um, initially right after college, which was through um, a program with the Catholic Volunteer Network. Um, and, and through that program, I started out supporting young people in residential uh, treatment and therapeutic uh, facilitation. Um, I had the opportunity to, su- to support those individuals in those programs who were essentially in situations that they could not overcome, that their families wanted to um, find outside support for them to thrive. The great thing about this program is it did really allow for me to see sort of a lot of injustices that were taking place, one, just within like the city, um, but also of Chicago, but specifically around people who sought out asylum. Uh, I had a large hand in supporting young people who were seeking asylum uh, in Chicago or in the country. And, And through that experience, it kind of propelled me to continue to support young people in a number of different capacities, which led to... Um, work within um, the LGBTQIA um, mm-hmm. community, supporting individuals who were living uh, with HIV AIDS, um, doing some community activism, uh, community outreach, which then led to like service and volunteerism, um, experiential education, uh, and now more recently with the American Library Association uh, literacy. So that's okay. kind of like the, the quick background of like this, the missions I've been able to tap into to support young people over the past, uh, over the years of my career so far. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to what's next in the sector, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what what motivated you to get into this line of work? You know, I think um, I kind of like to tell the story like when I was younger, my, my, my family had to, of course, like many other families where I grew up, had to receive public funding and support and resources um, from a lot of the smaller, you know, community-based organizations. And I saw... Um, very early on uh, how one had to navigate that as an adult. And I couldn't imagine young people who were experiencing that, how they would have to navigate that without having someone as their guardian or without having someone to sort of provide a a blueprint for how they would receive services. Also, many services I realized just didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, over time, that's kind of like where I saw myself contributing or providing you know, whatever I could back to the community in some way. Um, I I saw myself and young people a lot growing up and I wanted Mm -hmm. sort of that peer relationship. Um, And the young people that I work with, I saw myself in them, uh, many of the the situations Mm -hmm. where people I encountered. And 
over time, it just made sense for me to figure out ways to continuously support them. But then it shifted and it started to look as if like I started to see all of these missions that I was supporting. Mm -hmm. And I started to think about the people who were keeping it alive or keeping the work alive. I started to think about the people who had to come into the office every day to ensure that these young people had services, that they had support, they had the, the systems in place for them to find success. And then I completely shifted and started leaning more into the organizational development or the industrial psychology of organizations, um, which is where my, my formal education took me. So um, merging those two worlds has been really interesting. And I think um, along the way, diversity has been um, something I've always been aware of, yeah. um, or even can put, people could even put terms to it necessarily. Um, so that's kind of like all wrapped up into where I am, where I am now. Okay. Okay. So t talk to us a little bit about this organizational development, because um, what, what does that all entail? And then and how many, how many black men kind of go into this line of work too, that you're doing? Yeah, it's really interesting because specifically now in the field of librarianship um, and my formal background isn't librarianship. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of individuals who work for the American Library Association um, bring a different type of background, although having some, connection to associations or to member groups or to the the, the field specifically, um, I think I stepped in with this lens of there aren't many men of color, period, in librarianship, specifically mm -hmm. Black men, um, or just people of color. And for me, because I, I've had this formal background and I've understood kind of like how systems work within organizations, I thought it made sense for me to to take a take the angle of how do we retain people? What are the systems in place? What are the strategies, approaches, uh, incentives to even stay within the field? Um, also, when people enter it, why do they leave? Um, how do we capture them at the sweet spot where they're really interested and excited and use that as as leverage to sustain this pipeline of diversity? Um, so for me, that's where where I come in and kind of yeah. like my understanding of like what, you know, strategic goals can be put around retention in the field. Mm -hmm. um, also connecting with folks who may not may have the resources, but not the know how to retain mm -hmm. and to have these conversations in order to ensure people feel included within these systems or in the field or in these spaces mm -hmm. with the librarianship. Um, so a large part of what I do through the Office for Diversity um, Literacy and Outreach Services is is help to create that blueprint or that formula for for keeping people around. Mm -hmm. What has been some of the things that you? Um, is, I know um, going from just working with youth versus working with you know American Library Association. How do you? Uh, I guess mesh those two. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, you know, working with the youth and now working with the American Library Association. How are they? They different, but how do they kind of mirror the same goals that you're trying to trying to achieve? Yeah, um, I think my biggest goal within my profession moving forward and where I see. Um, see myself in a lot of the work is ensuring that people in any capacity feel as if they there's a sense of belonging yeah and 
I kind of had an expectation, excuse me, um, I kind of had an expectation when working with those young people is being kind of like out on the street with them, um, enjoying some, staying, you know, up until like three in the morning, going to places and finding these young people who, who were street based or home free, um, sitting with them, providing resources to them. Mm-hmm. There was always this sense of, no matter the circumstances, make, make them feel as if they like belong in this spot or mm-hmm. they feel as if they're welcome or included in whatever's happening to them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just been a common thread throughout my approach within my entire professional career, actually. It's just been, um, now I'm just supporting a different community. And with the American Library Association, um, I'm supporting a number of communities through my office, supporting um, you know, the small rural and tribal libraries, supporting um, individuals of the deaf culture or um, accessibility and still thinking about gender, um, race and ethnic background, all of these um, components of one's identity that show up, um, there's there needs to be an intentional pathway for how they feel as if they belong. And, mm-hmm. and for me over time, I've just become more familiar and more um, excited about finding ways in which to keep people around in spaces yeah. that they feel they want to. Yeah, yeah. That retention thing I know is a big, big thing in the in the library world. Um, uh, I I was a former librarian, and I know that they um, there there are things that I feel like the library world is still um, figuring out how to, um, especially when he, when people get into like uh, middle management and upper management. Um, how do you promote probably people of color um, going into these positions as far as like leadership positions and like do you got does your office give them uh, tools and resources that they can be able to from day one step into these leadership roles um, in these like executive positions and administrative positions? How does your um, department support that? That's a really interesting question. And that's something like I'm becoming familiar with as well. Okay. Because I'm, as I shared, not coming from the background of librarianship. I'm still trying to figure out what it means and what it looks like to progress in the field or what yeah. it looks like to, to elevate or to have professional development that guides your career to the next level. Um, but what I can say is my office specifically um, hasn't tapped fully into that work. And that's something we've been considering and talking about. But the thing that we are able to do is challenge people in existing positions mm-hmm. uh, to figure out why they might not feel as if they can't retain or attract certain leadership because we know it exists. Right. This, this long-standing, um, you know, saying that like we can't find the right people or the, the people aren't coming to us or the field, the pool is just a bit empty or dry. That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it is, and if you do feel that fully, you should start to craft and redevelop what it looks like to onboard people, what it yeah. looks like to train people, and what it looks like to remove some of the expectations or requirements around um, one's job description to ensure that you get people in the door who may not have this yeah. full, robust experience that you, you require. So our, our stance is challenging those folks around that and looking at their work differently and moving people into those positions. Um, but also, like, the biggest thing that we do is provide funding to one, give people the education uh, and the professional development to just step into the field, which is a huge part of why we have our spectrum program 
um, which is currently launched right now for individuals who are pursuing their master's degree um, in library and information sciences, um, specifically catered to individuals of color. And through that program, they come through and they receive funding, professional development, mentorship, uh, resources um, to step into the field, but also to to stick around once they graduate and to apply their degree towards something more. We we hear about this thing, this great resignation. Have you have you seen a lot of librarians uh, resigning? Um, I know in other career professions, you've seen a lot of people switch careers. A lot of teachers are leaving. Um, how about with librarianship? Have you guys been hearing about people just up in, you know, doing their own thing? That's something I haven't been able to to hear just yet, um, uh-huh. or, or have a a pulse on, I will say, I know, like you said, many of the industries have this great resignation happening. Um, I mean, I was part of that process mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. I, I know it's happening. I know people after a pandemic, um, which is still happening, um, people are figuring out what it looks like for their lives to, to shape up differently. And I think that's welcome. Um, however, when you invest so much time, energy, education, and resources into a professional pathway, it's it's a hard step to shift and, and yeah. to leave. Um, so in librarianship is, is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. And I, it, if I could speak from just like from the outside looking, I would say the migration is not from the field, but maybe necessarily like the systems mm-hmm. of librarianship that they're in or the roles in which they play in the field mm-hmm. uh, might, might be telling me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I, I feel like that um, the skill set uh, of a librarian is very transferable, you know, um, and that is one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to venture out and do my thing. Do you see um, do you see uh, ALA um, supporting some um, initiatives to, to have librarians kind of, you know, use their skill set as like, like I'm doing, like as as an entrepreneur, um, is that something like that you can see ALA probably progressing and supporting that, or do you see it more of um, still trying to give people the the skills to just to be in the the traditional sense of a of a librarian? Um, I guess where do you see the next step of ALA kind of supporting librarians? Um, in their in their roles, or do you see them supporting them in these non-traditional roles? Yeah, I think there are a number of ways in which I see this happening. Something that I've been able to discover um, with, within my time here at ALA is that uh, there are so many different components to mm-hmm. one the association, yeah. and within the association, thinking about what it means to and like they talk like i talked about like everybody's not from the field and like everybody's not a librarian or everybody's background isn't a librarian but those who do choose that pathway um what does it look like to be like on the communications team of your library mm-hmm. um i've recently discovered that like there are librarians are stepping into roles as community organizers and that's being mm-hmm. built into the staff uh, of libraries something that i would have never known had i had hadn't come on to this organization or experienced this. Right. Uh, seeing that librarians are, are libraries are as forward thinking in that way yeah. to, to house roles like that. 
one great example, I think, in, in terms of like providing resources and preparing the next generation of librarians um, is our LibLearnX um, conference um, that's happening uh, in January. Right. And it's, it's, it's a huge opportunity to sort of like enhance the field through active and experiential learning. Yeah. Um, it'll be virtual this year. And I was taking a look at some of the programs that were centered around like equity, diversity, and inclusion. And or, um, the, the deep dive sessions, we call them accelerator sessions. And there was one that stood out to me because it was framing the importance of how librarians can help small businesses and entrepreneurship, like you speak of, mm -hmm. um, through direct partnership. Things that librarians wouldn't have been asked to do or tapped to do years ago, where right. it's like we understand the importance of small businesses being sustained, specifically because of the pandemic now and how hard uh, many of them were hit. And it's like librarians or libraries may not have thought in the past that they have a role in sustaining those businesses that are around them, which funnel people into their uh, their space as well to receive yeah. information and resources. So I thought that was really interesting. So ALA really took a, a look at what's on the outside of the traditional trajectory of librarianship yeah. and formulated it in a way where it's now just accessible through this five-day conference that's coming up. So um i think that's a major uh strategy or approach that sort of like shifts the curve of what mm -hmm. expected at these type of learning encounters that's awesome that's awesome so what, what next what what other projects did you have do you have lined up for uh your department in ala yeah a couple of major projects that are happening with me that i'm really excited about and it's all uh, up and running right now, we've kicked it off. One is an extension of that Spectrum program that I talked about, um, mm -hmm. which is our Spectrum Doctoralship program, or doctoral <laughs> program. It's a fellowship um, where we select eight individuals to receive you know, tuition, professional development, uh, in-person institutes, um, they'll participate in, and these eight individuals are pursuing their, you know, their doctorate or their PhD in the field, um, specifically of color as well. So when mm -hmm. we talk about elevating in position, role, um, education, this is the extension of that pipeline that we see. Mm -hmm. um, so that's happening within our office with a number of partner schools across the country and Canada. Um, another opportunity that's taking place right now is um, we're launching our Diversity Counts Initiative again, um, which I believe the last one was in 2012, where we did a full landscape scan of the field to figure out um, all the the demographics of the field. And we, we look at that in terms of how diverse is, you know, the field of librarianship right now. Mm -hmm. This was done in 2012. So it's a bit outdated and it's time for us to take a closer look at that again. Yeah. Um, the great part about that is there's the second piece that we've received funding for, which is our um, retention study. So mm -hmm. upon, re upon receiving all of that information from our diversity counts survey, um, we are going to launch a retention study on awesome. diving deeper into one, looking at these folks who are in these executive level positions within librarianship and figuring out why their teams don't reflect this, policy doesn't reflect this, um, and figuring out, you know, what's not keeping people around or what's uh, pushing them, what's needed to keep people around or what's pushing them away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we haven't had the opportunity to do that before. So this will be an elevation of that approach as well. So those are two initiatives or a few that I think are great coming out of our office. But of course, what we do ongoing in terms of diversity in the field is that we provide uh, continuing education 
and yeah. uh, professional development workshops specifically centered around um, some of the foundational components for individuals to approach diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice. So talking about like microaggressions or unconscious bias or uh, conflict resolutions, uh, hard, hard conversations and relationships in terms of a field and what it looks like to navigate those to ensure that people feel uh, mm -hmm. included in their equitable practices in place. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm uh, definitely looking forward to the uh, retention study because um, I, I do. Yeah. Um, as, as a former librarian, I think that there are some things that can definitely come out of that um, that retention study that that can help, you know, keep some people around that um, might have um, stayed because of you know certain situations. So that's a good thing. Um, last question, where can people follow you and kind of keep up with your work on social media or um, any other platforms? Yeah, one of, one of the, I mean, I always encourage folks to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, in, in addition to that, through the American Library Association, my office produces um, our monthly EDI newsletter, which talks about, you know, everything across the association. Um, and we also produce our EDI Jest, which is just a snapshot of a, the weekly things that are happening related to equity, diversity, and inclusion. Um, so folks can can find me there or find what my office is doing there. Um, we have you know our live Facebook profile, um, which is ALA Odlos O D L O S, um, and um, there we post and connect with groups and have you know great conversations we also have our twitter page which is live and it sort of like brings together all of our members and communities to talk about whatever's relevant or you know top of the mind in the world specifically in the field too um so yeah folks can find me there connect with me directly through ala and um we can see what else what else we can do together awesome man thank you for being on the podcast the black male archives where we capture curate and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. We appreciate you. Appreciate your time. I definitely want to circle back with you just to see uh, what else you and your department are doing at ALA, American Library Association. Thank you, sir, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. All right. Mm -hmm.